Well, good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Max Stevenson, and I am a professor of public international affairs in the School of Public International Affairs. Imagine that concept. And the director of the Virginia Tech Institute for Policy and Governance, and we're delighted to have you here. The sponsor, the institute is the sponsor of this series, but it's a unique kind of series in that graduate students from multiple colleges participate in um, a kind of proto-seminar that they don't get credit for, uh, but they're interested in the questions. And those questions largely have to do with community change and innovation. And they think about those questions here in the United States. They think about those questions in the developing world context as well. And they're about the business of examining those across our political economy so that they decide to think about, say, for example, Appalachia, and they're going to be thinking about Appalachia and what's the role for civil society institutions in community change to secure a different world and a different future for Appalachian communities? What's the role for the private for-profit sector to play? What's the role that governments can play at all scales of analysis? And it's a great group. Several of them are here. They come from PhD and master's programs in multiple colleges that would have an interest in community change, and they're a delight. Uh, and they decide who's going to come. So that's part of our story tonight. Even though the Institute uh, is the sponsor and, the a and it occurs, this series occurs under the aegis of the Institute and things we do, it's the graduate students that are involved that give it life. And again, a special pleasure um, that they do that. They take time out of insanely busy schedules. I think I was busy as a graduate student, but then they make me look like lackluster, you know, um, in terms of all the things they're doing and taking on. Um, but this is then about trying to figure out, and we merge academic literature with learning from people that are in practice, learning from people that are innovators in their communities, in different dimensions of the political economy, trying to think deeply about community change. So part of what's cool about this is we sort of look at each other at our meetings and we go, who should come? And a lot of our guests, maybe the preponderant share of our guests, are not like academics. They're people that are doing this work in communities, and we're seeking to learn from them. And so this summer, I have a gifted uh, PhD student with whom I'm privileged to work, who's here with us this evening, Anna Irwin. She's in the Planning, Governance, and Globalization PhD program here within the School of Public International Affairs. And Anna was doing her field work. I'm the only person that calls her Anna. <laughs> Everybody else, everybody else, and if you talk to her, it'll be Anna. But, but Anna was doing her field work this summer, and she's interested in migrant farm workers. And as a part of that work, she was busy in the field doing interviews and participant observation and all the stuff scholars do. And she came across this really cool organization and met Ramon. So she came back and goes, Max, there's this cool stuff going on, and they're doing really interesting work. And she made a little uh, pitch to the group, and the group goes, yeah. We need to know about what this group is doing and how they're doing it, and more importantly, innovatively, how they're using the arts to play roles. And they've used the arts for decades to play a role in securing community change for the workers and with the workers uh, with whom they work. So with that said, I'm not going to introduce Ramon uh, myself. I'm going to ask Anna to come up and do that. So Anna. Hello everyone, welcome. Um, like Max said, I'm Anna Irwin. I'm a PhD candidate in um, public international affairs. And um, 
I did my research this summer in Eastern North Carolina um, with a faith-based organization that works with farm worker communities. And for one of my participant observations, they were going to go and work with another organization on a theater project. And I was like, that sounds really neat. Can I go and can I you know, observe? And I spoke to the folks that were putting on the um, project. And they were like, yeah, come on, come on. So I went and I observed. And I was just captivated by the work that they were doing with this community. And that's like how Max said, that's how I met Ramon. Um, so I am very honored to introduce Ramon Cepeda. Um, Ramon is originally from Jalisco, um, a state in Mexico where Guadalajara is. Um, when he was 10 years old, he and his family moved to uh, Los Angeles. And then later, I think, I want to say when you were in high school, if I get this a little bit wrong, excuse me, um, they moved to North Carolina, to rural North Carolina. Um, Ramon later graduated from Hoke High School and attended UNC Pembroke. And while he was studying in high school and I think and in college, he was able to um, well, was introduced to the Student Action with Farm Workers group. Um, I guess after being an intern um, and serving on their board, Ramon is now the program director of the theater program within the Student Action with Farm Workers. Um, I've, I'm, Student Action with Farm Workers has been around for about 25 years now, and they do work throughout North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, theater is only a small part of what they do. Uh, so uh, if you are interested in the whole scope of what they do, I'm sure that Ramon and other parts of the organization would love to answer those questions as well. So um, with nothing else to say, I would just really like to welcome you. Thank you so much. You've had a great day so far, and I'm really grateful that you've come here to speak. So, yeah. Thank you. All right, so good evening, everyone. Um, Thank you for having me here. Um, I want to start off by thanking Community Voices for reaching out and, and inviting me. Um, I've had a lot of fun today. And this is the last session, the last workshop. So I'm going to give it all I got. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, I'm going to get rid of this page because I know it's bothering me and probably bothering you. Um, so thank you for giving everybody some background about who I am. Um, so I'm not going to repeat what has already been said. Um, instead, I want to focus on, on who um, Student Action with Farm Workers is and how we do um, our work with the farm worker community. So we're a nonprofit organization based out of uh, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, but we work all over um, the country through our advocacy efforts, our partnerships with other uh, nonprofits and farm worker advocacy groups student groups, labor unions, uh, health agencies, legal services, community organizing groups, anyone and everyone that you know cares about where their food comes from um, and wants to get involved in the farm worker movement. Um, our mission is to bring students and farm workers together um, to share about each other's lives, to improve uh, the conditions for farm workers and to really work towards social change. Um, and to, this year, we're celebrating our, our 25th uh, anniversary. We've been uh, doing this work for over 25 years. Um, we're based out of the Center for Documentary Studies in, in, at Duke University, but we're an independent group. Uh, we were started actually by a documentary class. Um, so our roots go back to 
a documentary class that wanted to, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, they wanted to go out and, and document what was happening with migrant workers in, in North Carolina. Uh, and they did that, and they took a lot of photographs, uh, interviewed a lot of workers, and what they found inspired them to do this every summer. And from that, our organization uh, was born. So I'm also turning five years old at SAF. I've been on the staff for five years, uh, and it's been a great, great experience. But I've been involved, uh, like Anna was saying, since uh, I was in high school. I want to say that I'm a product of the work that, that SAF uh, does. I'm a SAFista for life. Um, when I was in high school, my family uh, had been migrating from Mexico to the U.S. and from North Carolina to North California to North Carolina, you know, working in the fields, looking for better opportunities. Um, and, you know, I didn't know about education. I'm from a family of eight. Nobody in my family had ever graduated high school or gone to college. So thanks to people like SAF and, and other mentors that I had, uh, I, you know, got motivation to, to finish my high school and get a college career. Um, and now I'm here. Uh, I feel like I've done a full circle. Now as program director, I get to work with, with our youth, with our interns, um, and I love to share with them my experience. Uh, so that's a little bit about what we do. Today I'm here to talk to you more about how we use the arts for social change, uh, and more specifically how we use theater as an educational tool. Um, we do a lot of direct service with farm workers because we know that there's a dire need for health services, um, education, access to education, uh, legal representation, and also uh, community support. So our students spend uh, 10 weeks or five months working directly with those communities and um, visiting them and connecting them to you know, health clinics or lawyers, whatever they need at the time. But we also believe in, 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 in social change. Um, we're not a charity organization. We want to stand in solidarity with workers. And we believe that they already have um, the knowledge and the power in their own hands to, to make the change. However, we know it takes a community to, to make change happen. So we also do a lot of presentations. We want to raise awareness about the conditions of farm workers. We want to engage the public and consumers because farm workers cannot do it alone. Um, I'm not going to go too much into the history, but I would encourage you to check out our website. We have a lot of resources and uh, information so that you can learn more about the conditions of farm workers. <clears throat> Besides uh, using theater, we also have documentary um, work. If you check out our website, we have documentary films that you can check out. Um, our students every summer, they either participate in a documentary project or a theater project. Uh, and you can check films online. We also have used other forms of art. Earlier um, today, I brought a mural that uh, our youth group uh, made with a group of artists. Um, and it's really powerful. I think art is a really powerful tool to, to um, educate workers and consumers as well. Um, and so just to go into what we're here for, um, I coordinate the Into the Fields internship, um, and each year we bring about 25 students to North Carolina. 
bilingual college students that we train and then place with our partner organizations. We partner with about 18 different groups all over North and South Carolina. We used to have a placement here in Virginia in the Eastern Shore. However, we haven't been placing students lately, but we hope to do it again soon. Um, I also direct our theater group project. Um, and we have also information about our theater work online. Um, we, SAP has been using theater as an educational tool for over 20 years. Um, and we recently created a theater guide because we think that this is a really great tool uh, for um, dynamic outreach. We want other organizations like SAF that um, do outreach to farm workers to consider using theater um, in their work. So we have a bilingual guide. I only brought like four hard copies, but we have the same. The same guide is available online for free. We want it's free for you to download. Uh, so I'll talk more about this. And most importantly, I think we'll get to practice a little bit of theater. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> so each summer, um, seven of our students um, participate in our, in our theater project. Uh, but we're not the first group to ever um, use theater as a tool. There's been many, many people that um, have used theater to educate uh, you know, workers and, and the public um, as a tool for social change. And we, we draw these uh, ideas from two modern philosophies. Uh, first of all, we use um, theater of the oppressed in popular theater, which um, was something that a, a Brazilian, uh, it was a theater director that you know, came up with this concept. He believed that um, theater was only for the elite in some sense, that only people that had money could afford to go uh, and watch a play. Um, but he believed that theater was also a good tool and that people, working people, can also use theater to, to talk about their lives and think about all the possibilities that people already know. They're already experts in their own life and they can, um, you know, think about different solutions. And what better way to do that than through, through theater um, and through using, uh, you know, your own experiences to create a play and then think about how you can do that differently because you're, at the end of the day, just acting it out. But it encourages people to really take action in their, in their own lives. We also draw on theater of uh, farm workers theater, Teatro Campesino. And this was something that uh, Luis Valdez, uh, a farm worker from California, created in the 1960s. And uh, they used theater with, with uh, Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta, their great uh, farm worker leaders, when they were organizing farm workers into a union to, to um, demand better working conditions and, and improvements in their work and their life. So they used theater to share their own stories, to um, you know, think about the different solutions to their, their problems, and at the same time to have fun. Uh, they used theater in a way to, they used satire to, to talk about their, their, their issues. Um, about the mistreatment that they were going through. They exaggerated, you know, like their, their situation. And while they had a good laugh, they also thought about real life solutions. So we used those two ideas to, to, um, to create our project. Um, and like I said, we want to share this. We want to make sure people know that this is, um, has been working for us. We want to encourage people to use it. Um, in the guide, we have, um, 
all the resources that we have used for over 20 years. We have sample scripts and sample games and icebreakers. So anybody can take the guide and really apply it um, to whatever group they're working with, uh, with farm workers, with other types of workers, or even with students. Um, <coughs> so you can go online and, and uh, check out ideas for icebreakers. You can see some of the plays that we've created and other ideas for, for using theater. You can also check out some films. Um, we have made some films to summarize um, all of the theater um, videos that we've been able to take. So we have been able to record some of the, some of the students when they have performed. I don't think we have sound, so I'm not, I'm not gonna play it, but I do encourage you to check it out. Um, you can learn about all the different topics that we've covered. Um, and it goes back to the early 2000s. And these are all students, these are all college students that perform. And, and the theater performances, again, they're not professional actors. We don't require them to be theater majors. Uh, we go out and we perform outside in, in the fields, in the grass where the farm workers live. Um, we use a lot of props that we can find. We don't buy expensive things. We get cardboards. We get, you know, paint, paint uh, fake mustaches on people. We don't, we don't take into consideration, you know, age, um, gender, or you know, race when when it comes to playing that character. We just use props to, um, to try to demonstrate what we're trying to get across. So, those are some resources that you can check out online. Um, <clears throat> and they're free for you. So I'm hoping that I can get some volunteers in a few minutes to, to demonstrate, and then I'll, I'll be happy to take any questions. But I just want to talk about um, the, the impact that our, that our theater project has, has had. Um, so I'm going to just want to share with you all just some pictures of our students so you can see um, how they kind of set up. So <clears throat> we have made plays about different topics. Most of them have been about health, uh, health topics. Every time that we take the theater group to perform, at the end of the performance, we survey the farm workers about, you know, um, we ask them what, what topics they would like to see in the future uh, presented to theater. And that's how we come up with, with the new plays. Um, but we also uh, have done plays that are focused on, on, on their rights, on um, the union contract. Some farm workers are covered by a union contract through the Farm Labor Organizing Committee, FLOC. Um, and so we did a play to inform them about the, the union contract and their protections under the contract. Uh, we have also done pl plays about um, depression and anxiety and family separation because we we have found that um, a lot of workers while they're away from their families and working all day isolated from the rest of the, the community they tend to be really depressed and they cope with that by you know drinking a lot sometimes or using other you know uh, using other things like drugs so we wanted to bring theater and, and educate them about the uh, recommended amounts of alcohol <laughs> that they should be drinking in one sitting. So 
we didn't tell them not to drink at all, but we instead brought, we researched and we found that four drinks in one sitting is what they recommend. If you drink more than four drinks in one sitting, then you're an alcoholic. <laughs> I didn't know that, so I said, whoops. <laughs> um, or that if you have more than 12 drinks in a week, then, you know, you're kind of, um, you know, in maybe you, you can have dependency on alcohol. So we wanted to bring that message, just saying, hey, you know, this is what the research says. Um, we're not telling you not to drink, but you know, we thought it would be helpful information. But more than that, we also brought some suggestions for them to activities that they can do in their spare time instead of you know, drinking, for example. So we left some guitars uh, at some of these camps that we visited. We left recreational equipment, soccer balls, volleyballs, books, um, painting um, materials. And um, we really saw like that it made an impact. So here you see uh, a group of farm workers that rewrote the lyrics to a song and they performed to, to the rest of the group um, at one of our visits. We also do a lot of icebreakers and activities because we can't just show up and, 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 and um, you know, expect them to sit and, and listen to what we have to say. Um, a lot of times when we visit the farm workers, um, they're just getting enough work and the first thing that they want to do is go take a shower because they've been working under the sun for 12 hours or more. So they, they don't know, they don't want to like uh, be distracted from, you know, getting a shower and getting dinner prepared. So what we've done is that uh, we've, we usually bring dinner so that they don't have to cook and we let them know in advance that we're visiting. We never visit without letting them know um, because of many reasons. Um, we want to make sure that they're okay with us visiting them because a lot of times they can face retaliation by their boss or contractor because they usually don't like for strangers to visit farm workers because they're afraid they're, that we're gonna start a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we, it's not about SAF or the SAF interns, it's about the farm workers. So that's why we always make sure that, that they're okay with us visiting. And we rely on our partner organizations uh, to find camps, to, to tell us which camps we, we, we should visit and they check with the organizations, sorry, with the farm workers. Um, here you see more pictures of our recent play. I think this is the, the play that we did um, last year, last summer. Um, and that one was focused on, on the big mural that I brought earlier. Um, if you saw it, you, you will notice um, that we use some of the same props. And this is about um, knowing your rights and taking a stand. Um, and it's a little bit more controversial because um, it really um, encourages workers to stand up for their rights. Uh, it's not just, here, learn about the, the safe drinking you know, amounts. Um, so sometimes they can face retaliation just by having us. We also um, encourage them to use yoga. As part of the play, our students do a quick yoga exercise. And, and uh, the whole point of popular theater is that the actors get the audience to engage. It's not just the actors performing, um, the audience really has to be par participating. And when the students get to these parts of the play, everybody gets up. All the farm workers do yoga, and at least they do some stretches, at least like the, the tree pose that I learned. Um, and yeah, here are some more pictures of our performances, more yoga. 
and you see an intern in the back pretending to be drunk. Um, so, yeah, a, a lot of our partner organizations um, have shared with us some, uh, some positive outcomes after we visit. Um, so, for example, a lot of the health clinics have noticed that after the theater group visits, the farm workers are more likely to go to the clinic to take a, a test that they, you know, have been, you know, not, not wanting to get because they're afraid to find out. Uh, so I think theater is a good way to break the ice, but also to encourage people to take action, with, whether it's about your health, whether it's about your working conditions. Uh, we've also have heard from our partners in the legal field uh, that after SAF visited with the theater group, workers were more willing to, to file a complaint with the labor department. Um, so we think that theater really um, makes an impact. Um, we can bring the same exact information in, 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 in this form and hand it to the farm workers, but you know, um, a lot of times um, they either don't have the time or sometimes they might not be um, able to read or write or they speak another language. So arts uh, really help to, to get that message across. And I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the setup, the way that the way that we organize uh, our performances, and you can also find that in our uh, in the theater guide. So each summer, the theater group visits about 90 workers in in three different sites. Um, we partner with organizations that do regular outreach, and they know where we should be going. Um, and we visit each site two times. The first time, uh, we do a two-hour uh, presentation, which includes uh, a performance. And then um, we return for a second time to do workshops in which we encourage the workers to then um, be the actors. So we go back and do a summary of the play, see what they remember, what stories they can relate to. And after they share their own stories and connections to the topic, we um, have them choose one story and come up with a skit or a human sculpture. Or take a popular song like La Bamba or La Cucaracha and re rewrite the lyrics um, and make it about the topic. So you can see that in our um, theater guide, well, in the songs and games. Uh, well, we use a lot of icebreakers as well. Um, so you can see if you want to get some ideas, you can do this with, with your classes or with your peers. Uh, icebreakers are great to break the ice and to really like start having conversations that otherwise would be really awkward. Um, so we use icebreakers before we do the workshops. Um, and I wanted to share songs so yeah so you'll see that they're in spanish but um they take popular songs that almost everybody knows uh in the spanish language or in mexico and they they take words that are about each topic um, for example the first one is about heat stress and they change the lyrics of la cucaracha to talk about heat stress and, and how they can avoid that um, so it, it's catchy, the songs are catchy, and they remember what to do if, if they're feeling dizzy. So um, it's also another way that um, we use, you know, music and arts. After um, 
we do the workshops, we, we have them present to each other. So they break up in groups, they do the skit, they do the sculpture, they do the songwriting, and then they present to each other. And then we allow for some time for the audience to, to give feedback. So if somebody thought of a better outcome for the, for the skit, we ask them to come up and, and take over, switch roles. Maybe in the first scene, the, 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 the protagonist and the antagonist switch roles just to see what it feels like to be on the other side and then think about other solutions because it's all, this is all about thinking about all the, all the different uh, options and not limiting yourself to this is how things are and I cannot do anything about it. Um, and we have seen that it actually encourages people to take action. So um, I want to leave some time for questions at the end, but now I wanted to do a quick example of uh, one of our <laughs> tools which is the human sculpture. So I wanted to see if I can get at least four volunteers and then I will tell you some instructions soon. All right, just come up to the front. And so what we're gonna, we, what we're gonna do is we're going to, we're gonna practice a little uh, humor, human sculpture. Um, Humor sculptures, <laughs> better. <laughs> so for that, I need a I need one of you to be the sculptor, the the artist, and I need the rest of you to be clay. So, who wants to be the sculptor? Okay, why don't you come on this side? So the rest of you are clay. So you have to get in a ball and just get on the ground. You're clay. You're not people right now. <laughs> so you're the sculptor. Um, and so you cannot talk, you cannot tell them what to do. All you can do is use signs to tell them what to do and to shape them into different things, okay? And they're not supposed to know this word that I'm about to give you. Nobody's supposed to know, only you, okay? So, mm -hmm. oh, sorry. so you have a clue. So you're going to go over there and you can touch them, but if you don't feel comfortable or they don't feel comfortable with touching, you can just guide them. But make them move so that you can represent this. Can it be like two images? Mm -hmm. okay. Just make sure that you're representing this. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you in the back? <laughs> so sculpture, didn't? Yeah. Were they right? Did they guess? Yeah, it was separation of family. Okay. Good. Well, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Can you stay there? Can you stay back there? Um, so for those of you that didn't guess family separation, what would you do differently to represent family separation? Want to give it a try? <laughs> <laughs> now you be the sculptor. Do family separation. You can have a, a standing still sculpture or you can have a moving sculpture too. That's the cool thing about, about this. Cool, thank you. Well, we have another one. Can we have another four volunteers? Okay. Thank you. And this is, this is just a quick example. <laughs> you can pick them too. If I know your name, you're Nada. I got to do it, you got to do it. Okay. Okay. All right, one more, one more. 
I was gonna make everybody do it, but then we don't have a lot of time, so. Okay, so who wants to be our sculptor? The, the artist. <laughs> okay. So this is your clue and your clay, so you're on a ball on the floor. Mm -hmm. And if you want more clay, you can pull more clay from the crowd. Okay. That's a good one, huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to ask the, the audience, what do you think our artist here is trying to represent? And this time, feel free to get up and check out this art. This is art. There are no right or wrong answers. So come check out this art, audience, and tell us what do you think is being represented here. You can get behind them. I mean, you, can ch you have to check out every angle <laughs> in order for this to work. I'm observing myself. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take a guess, too, but let's let the audience try to guess first. Humiliation? Mm. Could be. Like yeah. oppression? Like, yeah, some kind of. Bingo! Yeah, so you got it. So. Why being oppressed? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. I, I think my knees are dying, but I had no idea I was being oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that, that was yeah. a good one. Um, but not everybody guessed it. Is there someone that wants to give it a try? How would you rearrange it yeah. to make it look like oppression in your perspective? You can say it the way you were. <laughs> come on, someone from the audience. If you didn't think it was oppression because it didn't look like oppression to you, come and fix it. How does oppression look like? I would have just one person. Just do it. Oh, sorry. I knew you have a baby. <laughs> well, why don't you do it? Try it out. Yeah, try it out. <laughs> you can use the baby. <laughs> Yeah. And don't explain. <laughs> just just rearrange them. Don't explain oh, it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, clay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, what do y'all think? Is that a, does that look, does that look like oppression to you? <laughs> why? Tell us why. Someone tell us why that looks like oppression, please. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you all for participating. Let's give our play and sculpture a hand. So you don't have to be an expert. I didn't know about theater. When I was an intern, I was an intern in 2005, um, and I was placed far away from, from, from the 
from the theater group area, so I got to do documentary, and I was so jealous of the theater folks. So they were having so much fun. Uh, but both both uh, both project projects are really fun. Um, but now I get to have fun as a director, um, and I didn't study theater, but I know how great of a tool it is. So um, in a nutshell, that's what we do with farm workers, and, and they really get into it. Um, the skits are even funnier, um, and the songs are so awesome because they come up with really like powerful lyrics. So yeah, please download uh, the guide if you want to use it. It's on our website. I brought four extra copies, so you're going to have to rock, paper, scissor it out. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I'm glad to take any questions. Um, before I, I take questions, I just want to make a quick pitch. Uh, I'm also here because uh, we're currently recruiting for um, our internship programs. And so I direct the, the staff internship and fellowship programs. Uh, we have four different programs for, for college students and high school students. Uh, and I direct the Into the Fields Internship and Fellowship. So we're, we're recruiting bilingual college students to participate. The deadline to apply is February 4th. The requirements are that you have to speak at least inter high, in high intermediate to advanced Spanish, um, and you have to be a student in the Southeast. Um, we preference students from farm worker families, but also students that are in the Southeast. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to come here, because you know we're, we're neighbor states, um, and I know that this is a big campus, and I'm glad I presented to you all to the Spanish classes, and I really hope that we can get some applicants um, so that next year, they can come and present and not me. Um, but all the information is here online. Um, you can also check out some videos about um, our, uh, about the program. Um, and I was talking to someone recently about this documentary. I think it was you, Anna. Um, this documentary that you can find on our website. Um, I'm not going to play because we don't have a lot of sound. But oh, anyway, um, in 2015, before we uh, before the elections were over. Uh, we had a, a group of um, Australian reporters that came to North Carolina. They have a dateline in Australia. It's not the US dateline show, it's in Australia. But they, they shadowed uh, about four of our interns and they created this film called Bittersweet Harvest. And I think that really gives you a good snapshot of, of the program um, because they, they follow them to the camps where they were doing outreach and they also interview them about their stories. Um, and it's, it really talks about the political climate at the time, which hasn't changed very much. Um, but you can check it out. It's, for some reason, it's not loading. But I just wanted to do a quick pitch. And if you're not uh, a student or if you don't think that you can apply to do a program, you can also get involved uh, through our National Farm Worker Awareness Week. Every year between March 24th and March 31st, we call a national week of action. So we partner with um, many organizations across the country to, to raise awareness during that week. So we have a lot of events on college campuses, on communities, events from tabling uh, at a you know, college campus to organizing a march or a blood drive um, and raising awareness about farm workers. So I really encourage you to follow us, check us out, or if you want to organize an event, uh, here on campus during that week. We would love to, to you know, talk to you more about ideas and let us know what you do so that we can also highlight um, the work that you're doing. And we have a lot of ideas for that too. We have messages, we have ideas for action, 
you can download resources you can check out events there might be events happening near you so you can also just go to to and that's me again uh, and uh, you can check out the report so really uh, just wanted to thank you again for, for wel welcoming me here and uh, I hope that you found this information helpful I, I'll take any questions okay Yes. So what's the most unusual response you've had from a farm worker when you've done your, um, I guess you call it an intervention, or I'm not sure what term you use, but when you've gone to a, a site, mm -hmm. what's, what's the most off-the-wall response you've had? Have you had any rejections, for example? Yeah. Or, um, so yeah, we have one time uh, our theater group got kicked out <laughs> by, by, the, by the grower. You know, they were not happy that we were there. Um, but we didn't stay there and, and fight it out. Uh, we left, you know, it's not about us. Like I said, we didn't want the workers to then get in trouble. Um, but that's one. We had farm workers that feel uncomfortable. Uh, we, a, a couple of years ago, the play was about um, HIV and STIs. So, you know, it was an uncomfortable topic for some, some workers. So, you know, usually they just leave and they go, in, you know, into their room. Uh, but one story that I remember, um, that I didn't know what to do took me by surprise and I actually felt unprepared to respond was when we did the, a play about alcohol abuse and substance abuse um, after we did the play and returned for the workshop we broke into smaller groups and we had a group talk about their own experiences with alcoholism um, so obviously some people share about their experiences you know with their families uh, but one guy really broke down in front of us and uh, I feel so unprepared because he said I, I'm, I have all problems with alcohol I need help I would like to talk to someone about it I want to join Alcoholic Anonymous and um, yeah we just you know had to one of the interns pulled them to the side and, and talked to him more um, and what we did is we talked to the to the organization one of the clinics had organized a visit for us so they followed up with him and, and I think they connected that farm worker to to some resources but um, yeah it's the power that you know when I saw that guy just break down and just really, you know, ag um, acknowledge that he had a problem. Um, I saw, I saw like the impact of, of the work. Um, I don't know if he had ever talked to anybody about it. I think that his peers maybe never talked about it with him. Um, so there's been things like that. Um, and sometimes just farm workers are so tired that they don't want to, you know, even come and talk to us. So, and we respect that they've been working all day. So, um, we also try to just be respectful of their time and just invite them if they want to join us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I had one question, just something I learned today about, this is about the document, documentary work. You mentioned that it's going to be um, archived, or oh, can you talk about the Smithsonian? I can't remember exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, I've been forgetting to say this, but we are celebrating 25 years of history. So. Um, we have 25 years worth of documentary with farm workers in the south, in the southeast, and I think that's a pretty unique um, thing. Uh, so we we wanted to to take all of our documentary work and just really share it with the community, because so far it had been living in the Duke and the Duke University Human Rights Archive. So this uh, year, in honor of our 25 years, we're putting together different exhibits. Uh, and I know that we have the information somewhere. I don't think it's up on our website yet, but I'm, I'll be more than happy to share that. Um, we're gonna have an exhibit in the uh, Smithsonian, in the Anacostia uh, Museum, 
we're going to have one at UNC for a full year at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, for a full year, and uh, others in, in some local museums in, in Raleigh and in, in Durham. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, come check it out. Yes. Uh, I was just wondering, I know you mentioned there's going to be a week uh, for f recognizing farm workers, and in this um, political climate that we're in now, um, are, are there any... I know that the like the Pew Charitable Trust has said that the number and nature of of hate crimes has increased, and there have been a number of marches that are occurring in Washington. And I didn't know if um, there was any larger action that was planned, or if people were experiencing hate crimes in greater numbers because they're migrant workers and they're in such a vulnerable position. Yeah, I think, so the political climate right now, I think it's definitely adding um, to, you know, it's creating a lot of fear in the community and people don't know what's gonna happen. Um, you know, I have a lot of family that are in that situation as well. And so it's just hard to predict. Uh, but I do wanna say that we, we've heard stories of hate crimes and, and, and robberies even at the camps uh, for a long time and, you know, we have worked with different administrations, both Democratic and Republican, and you know we've seen very little progress over the years, you know, in terms of, you know, changing the laws and, and the conditions for farm workers. So, um, unfortunately, you know, I don't think it's gonna get any better anytime soon. But we, I think, as an organization, we're just committed to keep doing what we've been doing for a long time, even before this election season. We've been focusing on, on. Um, on you know engaging youth engaging the consumers and, and raising awareness we also believe in you know and bringing other groups there are so many intersections in our work uh, we we train our students in anti-oppression um, you know we do anti-oppression workshops we talk about race issues we talk about gender issues we talk about all the issues that impact all of our communities because um, farm workers are also part of those communities they're not only you know, Mexican immigrants, they're also U.S. citizens, they're also, you know, part of the LGBT community, they're part of, you know, other groups. So we, we try to have these broader conversations, but we know that there's only some things that we can control, and we just want to focus on doing what we're doing um, and go from there. I don't know of any marches in our area, but we have always been participating in, in actions. So one example in North Carolina is we go to the HK and J March every year, the historic thousand on Jones Street. And that's something that is put together by the NAACP. And we've been going to that for a long time and they always bring, you know, different points in their agenda, you know, to talk about social issues and social justice. So we're just gonna continue to do that. We're not gonna back down and um, just people still have to eat. So farm workers are still gonna be there. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, in the region that you work, um, in the camps that you go to, are the farm workers uh, exclusively Spanish-speaking? The majority are Spanish speakers, but we also see a lot of um, indigenous farm workers that speak indigenous languages. They come from uh, like Oaxaca or some areas in Mexico where they speak other their native languages. We also see a lot of Haitian workers, uh, but in Hmong in some areas uh, in Western North Carolina, but. The majority are uh, Spanish speakers, and so that's why we, we want our students to be bilingual in those. If, if someone knows, like, um, Mixteco, <laughs> that would be great, because we have a, a partner 
organization that sees a lot of uh, workers that speak Mixteco. Um, but yeah, and we see the majority of the farm workers that are interns see are, are here with the H-2A visa, and they're mainly Mexican men between thir 20 and 30 uh, years old. But we also see a lot of migrant families. Um, we partner with migrant education programs, and we see a lot of families that move from state to state. So a lot of um, women and children as well working in fields. Mm -hmm. Yes. <coughs> How do you go about selecting the work sites that you work at, and do you return to the same places year to year? We invite all of our partner organizations to apply to host interns. Um, and if they apply to host an intern, they have to submit a job description and have a plan for, uh, for the interns to engage in outreach. It is a leadership development. You know, we're not replacing a full-time employee. We want them to like, give the students the opportunity to you know, make mistakes and learn. So we make sure that the students have a mix of outreach, direct contact with the farm workers, but there's also other things that happen in a nonprofit or an agency like paperwork, fundraising. So our students get uh, the full spectrum. Um, and we try to select uh, sites or organizations um, that will reach a lot of workers, um, but also we try to select a diverse group. So most of our partners are in health, um, but we also try to partner with migrant education, legal services. And the group I think that we need more of is community organizing and labor groups. Those, there are very few in, this, in, in the South, in the state, um, but students bring those experiences back to the larger group and share with each other. Um, so they, um, I think having a diverse group of sites, focus areas, really helps the whole experience. Mm -hmm. I think I saw him here and then in the back thing. Um, so I, I know a hard, large proportion of Latino workers there are typically like religious oriented. And I noticed on your pamphlet back there, I think that was Air Lady Guadalupe on the hat. Um, and I was wondering if you integrate that in, into your, um, your developments on the farms. Yeah. So uh, we work with an organization that is faith-based, I and mean, we have worked with others um, that work with you know, communities of faith um, that will do service projects like um, clothing drives, food drives. A lot of times when the families are um, not working because it's raining, they can't make any money, so they don't have food and you know, things like that. So, uh, and the farm workers, I think you're right, a lot of them are, um, um, very religious um, and have faith. So that's something interesting because um, there's an organization that we work with that, that has a Sunday mass service and they even have bands and they go to the camps and bring the workers to the mass. But in other areas, the workers are so isolated that even if they want to go to mass or church, they don't, they don't have access to one. So I remember one camp in South Carolina asked our interns to find a, a priest that can go to the camp and they had a hard time finding someone so um, yeah we didn't know what to do about it we we didn't have an intern that was ready to do a mass service <laughs> but you know it was it was i mean it was interesting to 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 hear that you know uh, and obviously as you see in the hat when we visit camps they have a lot of you know um you know virgen de guadalupe uh, images and you know you know whatever their faith is mm -hmm. There are, however, some groups that do outreach, like um, the visit camps, to, to inform people about, you know, different faith and religions. Uh, we've n we've noticed when we go visit, there's someone else they're already talking to them and they're trying to get them to go to their their, their church. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I saw one hand. Yeah. 
Can you explain a little bit more about the documentary side of the internship? Yeah, <clears throat> and just like the theater group, um, the documentary students don't have to have any prior knowledge in documentary. We are at the Center for Documentary Studies and our organization was pretty much born um, because of the documentary um, work. And we have a, sta a person on staff uh, who is our uh, communications director and she, she does all the trainings. We sometimes bring expert documentarians to train students uh, on the different, you know, documentary styles, because we've, we've done um, documentaries using images, videos, and more recently, um, you'll see on our, on our main page, and this was our documentary this year, we got farm workers to draw maps and uh, images, paintings, to share their, their migration story. Um, and um, it's done through this project literacy through photography, which I didn't know about, so I also get to learn a lot. Um, so we, every year we also choose a different topic. Uh, we've done documentary work on, on um, life traditions and aspirations. We've done it on family separation. We've done it on border crossing. We've done it on, on arts and skills. Uh, we've, we found a lot of farm workers that, you know, back home, they're artisans or you know they they can make you know belts or t-shirts or all these cool things so we also want to you know show that side of farm work that it's not all you know all these negative things um that they're also human beings and they're you know have all these gifts to share so um yeah it's it's just like the theater it's a tool that we use uh, I, I don't think that um that we want our students to know uh, do a documentary to win an award is also they learn that skill as well um, I did the documentary project and before that I didn't know anything about documentaries but I did do a project in which I interviewed uh, a, a person when I was an intern and I took some pictures I did the whole transcription of the interview and later after college I continued to do that as a you know a part of my job when I started working with a labor union organizing meatpacking workers. I started interviewing workers about their injuries when they got injured on the job. So I used that skill. I took, you know, I got permission release. I learned, you know, the, the ethics part of it too, you know, and I was able to gather stories and then we were able to use those stories to, to create information pamphlets about, you know, their working conditions. So it's, uh, but I think the, the part that's unique and why we want to highlight our 25 years is because I think we're the only organization that has 25 years worth of documentary uh, with farm workers. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things that we can pull from that, a lot of trends. Uh, we're trying to play around with it, uh, trying to map out where the farm workers came from that were interviewed. Has that changed over the last 25 years? What issues did they bring up? Has that changed over the last 25 years? So. It's uh, taken, uh, taken a lot of time because it's 25 years, um, but yeah, it's, um, again, it's one of the tools that we use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. All right, do we have any more questions? All right. Well, I'm also ready to head back <laughs> to North Carolina, yeah. so <laughs> we can end this. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. It's, and then, yeah, please grab any materials that you see in the back table or sign up if you want to sign up for our listserv and get updates. Thank you.